much. Matt Mosley Show. Thank you, Cooper Complete. Those gummies, D3, the uh, immunity uh, supplements is what I take. Love those things. Cooper Complete. We don't always get enough nutrients in our meals. Thank you, Cooper Complete, for making this happen from the world-class doctors at the Cooper, the world-famous clinic, the Cooper Clinic in Dallas, Texas. It is Dr. Kenneth Cooper with uh, Cooper Complete. All right, now let's talk to a guy I really enjoy talking to. It is the coach of Baylor Men's Golf, Mike <coughs> McGraw. And uh, Coach McGraw, that was a fun way to uh, get the season started yesterday. Loved uh, seeing the uh, Bears in the Metroplex uh, out there at <coughs> the Merido Invitational. And I got to say, one thing I also love, I love the old manual scoreboards. I, I always oh, yeah. found myself standing over there just watching them. They were busy little bees changing changing those scores. Though I love the kind of throwback stuff. And so that's a fun way to kind of – that doesn't require as much walking. But, you know, I got out yesterday and walked the entire front nine, did most of the back nine the other day. But, uh, Coach, it's great to have you back. And uh, I guess um, it, was, it was probably fun to get out there and kind of try to see where all your guys were in the heat of competition. Well, thank you, Matt. Uh, thank you for being there. Anyway, that was great to see you. It's been a while since I'd seen you, and uh, I appreciate you coming out and, and supporting the, the Bears. Uh, it, it is always great to play a championship golf course against a great field. That's never a bad thing, and it doesn't really matter what the score is that you shoot. Truly, it isn't. Um, if you play a championship golf course and you're paying attention, you're going to learn something over three days for sure. Yeah, and, and I'll put that in context for folks, that Merido, it looked really long to me. I, I liked uh, – I enjoyed it, but, I mean, it is spread out over a huge amount of uh, area. There's some very, very difficult spots. Um, I mean, I, I know early on even teeing off, there were guys that were like, you know, okay, maybe thinking, seeing if they had to hit another ball or hit a second ball off the tee box. What was the uh, – compared to – some of the other courses that y'all play, you play a lot of great ones, but where does this Merido stack up? As far as toughness, it's one of the toughest we'll ever see. Now, the greens were a little softer than they normally are because, you know, they had a rough winter like everybody else in Texas did, and they lost a lot of their greens and had to bring them back. So they've watered the, the golf course a lot more than normal. Usually it's firm and fast, and, and we didn't have any wind. So may have blown eight to ten miles an hour one day, but when the green the greens are firm and fast, the fairways are running fast, and you have wind, it's it's one of the most treacherous, uh, unnerving golf courses you ever see because it doesn't let up. Every single hole, there's something that grabs your attention or uh, diverts your attention the wrong way, if you will, and it's just a real great challenge all the time. It's never easy. Yeah, it was fun. It was really fun to watch you guys. And y'all, at one point, you had jumped up there in the top five. You finished, I believe it was eight. But like you say, a lot of it was getting experience. What has this been like with a new team? You lose some, like, what you'd call super seniors. Oh, and by the way, uh, I guess you saw where uh, Cooper Dossie, who just left, shot a 59 this morning in uh, – I guess that's a qualifying for Corn Ferry. I know that's uh, on kind of a professional tour, uh, breeding ground or proving ground type tour. But to shoot a 59 under any circumstances is remarkable. 
what what were you uh what did you make of that well first of all i'm really excited for cooper and and the second thought that went through my mind is he still has two rounds to go so you know the 59 was great but he's got a lot of work to do and he knows that and i don't think he's getting ahead of himself one bit uh, but his dad is on the bag, which is great. Paul is a great calming influence for Cooper. Uh, Cooper made a lot of long putts. I heard he made three or four 30-footers. So uh, that's the way you shoot 59. You don't just hit it three feet from the hole every hole. Really excited for him. But Colin Cover, Garrett May, uh, Travis McEnroe, uh, Braden Bailey, they're all there as well uh, wow. trying to qualify. And they're all in the hunt. They've all got a chance. And what you're trying to do is advance. It's to survive and advance, if you will, to the next stage. What course is that that they're playing? They're playing at the Golf Club of Houston on the country club side, so not the course they used to play the Houston Open on, but the other one. It's actually a shotmaker's golf course, got, you know, uh, kind of a tree line, and, you know, not an extremely difficult golf course, but 59 is 59. Come on. <laughs> you think that's the course record? I would hope Cooper Dossie now holds the uh, course record. I wouldn't doubt it is. That's a pretty low number. And, he, you know, he certainly shot it at a good time. You love doing that when it really counts and, and just really happy for him. But he does have two rounds to go, and all those guys do. So they've got work to do. Now, what is what stood out to you, uh, talking to Mike McGraw-Baylor, men's coach, about his younger brother, Luke Dossie? Last year, one of those rounds, he went really low. Did he end up winning that tournament? I mean, it was like, kind of like, whoa, this kid. I mean, it, it was a it was a great round. Now, yesterday I was following him some. It just seems like he's kind of a steady Eddie guy. Like wherever some guys are up and down, I want to say on the back nine, he might have had one bogey, but it was pretty much pars almost throughout the round. Is that kind of what you think Luke is, kind of a grinder just real stays real even kill at this point in his career, which is still early as a sophomore. Yeah, he's a hundred percent. He's a grinder. hundred percent. He is a control your emotions type guy. He is in ridiculously competitive. So I think Cooper always thought was a great competitor once in the arena, kind of an easygoing guy outside of it. But Luke is pretty intense all the time. And, He's really funny, but he's also got just an incredible competitive side to him. He's not big, and he doesn't hit the ball as far as most of the players we see, but he drives it very, very straight, and he's a great iron player, and he's and just that competitive edge I think is helping him. He played in one tournament in the top five or two maybe last year for us and had one really great finish at Texas A&M. So, I mean, he's emerging. You know, he didn't get his first year and a half of college. was really not his. He he was injured and just lost every bit of it. So we're just kind of seeing Luke kind of come into his own, and he's, you can see the confidence building, and you can see the, I don't know, momentum he's starting to gain with every competitive round he plays. He's, um, he's going to be a real fine performer for us, I believe, and part of that is just because he's so competitive. All right, Johnny is now sophomore, Johnny Kiefer, and he's your number one guy. He was in that tournament at least, and honestly, it looked like to me – that didn't even phase him. Like, he he seemed like he was born to be a number one golfer on a team. Is that what you see, uh, Mike? And, and what, um, what what do you think he's sort of added to his game, both mentally, physically, uh, coming back this season? Two things. Johnny is truly maturing. He's always been a fun-loving guy, great smile, 
fun to be around, really funny, uh, all of that. He's always worked very hard, too. He's a really hardworking guy. But he has turned it up a notch. I think he's done more with uh, workout and nutrition than he's ever done in his life. I think he is starting to believe he's going to be an elite player, and he really is an elite player now for sure. Uh, he'll be one, to me, the next two years in college, he'll be one of the top players in college golf. Both he and Cooper act or Luke are actually in their third year. They're actually juniors. They both okay. might take advantage of the fifth-year uh, COVID year, but who knows. Mm. But anyway, I think – Johnny is really, really coming into his own and starting to understand what an elite player looks like. And again, highly competitive. And you know, he's been in the hunt in a lot of big tournaments over the years, but uh, it was really great to see him get in the hunt in this field last week because so many good players. Yeah, I, I love his, uh, I love watching his swing. Uh, you might, you know, I may have sent you that picture. Um, I found some Adirondack chairs over behind number six green. I don't know if you saw those over there. You were too busy to, yeah. That was a that was a nice spot, by the way, to kind of cover the. I watched all your players come through, from right back there behind that grove of trees. I, I would say that was a really neat way to to uh, observe the tournament. Oh boy, I mean, you found some of the only <laughs> shade on the golf course. You're you're smarter than I thought you were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that was uh what Keeper got in some mess over there by the way. Uh he hit it long. I guess he was just trying to get it up there in two and he goes long and I mean, I thought, "Oh my gosh, how do you ever hack it out of there?" And of course he put it up there to about 6 feet and he missed that putt. But I that that part of his game and he seems to have been all over, you know, an overall, but is he like who's the most imaginative right now? around the greens of your guys, who would you say? Well, I mean, Johnny's getting a lot better. I think the, the, one of the most creative around the greens was Cooper Dossie. You know, he's no longer yeah. on our team, but he, <laughs> he could do more around the greens than any player I've mainly coached in my entire career. Just the different kinds of shots you could play. Uh, I think Tyler Eisenhart, who's, uh, you know, kind of battling for a spot on the team this year, is really good around the greens. Um I think, yeah, so anyway, you know, most of this, the team we've had over the last few years has been a highly ball-striking golf, you know, type of golf team. But uh, Johnny's really good around the greens, hits a lot of different shots, and, and you know, and is becoming a great putter, which I really, really like hearing that. What is that, what is that like, that competition for the, the fourth and fifth spots? You see Eisenhart's in the mix, uh, Wrightson, um, young guy, Drew Wrightson was out there and kind of hung in there, uh, shot a 76, I want to say, in this last round. And then I saw you hanging out, uh, and I know you probably are around a lot of your golfers, but you were coming in at one point with Bosco, and, and after having a couple of maybe higher rounds than he wanted, he shot even par yesterday. Is that a pretty intense battle right now for those, those kind of uh, fourth and fifth spots, would you say? Yeah, I would say we have three or four guys that are, you know, really battling for the fourth and fifth spot. And what you try to do as a coach, you try to get those guys not to just become the fourth or fifth man. You try to get them to understand if you hang around four, five, six, or seven, you know, you're going to be left out occasionally. It's, it's not going to go your way every time. So you, what you want to do is figure out how to compete and play at a level where it's not you're not even in the mix on that that conversation. You're a one, two, or three guy, and so. Uh, you know, hopefully a guy like Johnny can draft some kids with him. Uh, I think Mark Reppy, who's a senior, 
doing a good job of playing maybe the best he's ever played at Baylor. And Luke Dossie has uh, emerged very well. And, you know, I was with Trey yesterday. He shot even par. And quite frankly, after the two rounds he had played the previous two days and then snap hooked his first tee shot into the native grass on one, you know, it was looking pretty desperate for him because he just didn't have a lot of confidence off the tee. But as the round went on, he just got more and more and more confidence. And on that hole you saw him on, uh, where you were on the Arondike chair, he had a driver <laughs> from 280, and it carried hole high and finished 15 feet from the hole, almost made eagle. It's one of the best drives I've ever seen on that hole. So, uh, you know, it, he's come a long way, and, and Trey's a very, once again, a competitive kid. I, I really, really like it when guys are competing, and that's what they're going to do for these last few spots on the team for sure. But uh, I also want them to feel like they could compete past that spot all the way to one or two how do you decide like who to go out and walk with will you kind of i mean i i would think sometimes like a guy like johnny you may just go hey johnny's fine i need to go be with this other guy but then sometimes maybe you do need to spend some time with him how do you how do you kind of make those decisions throughout a round well i walked with drew wright in the first two rounds because he had never played in a college golf tournament um, and I felt like, you know, he's in not hostile territory, but he hasn't played a lot of golf on Bermuda greens. Uh-huh. And that's what those were at, at uh, Merido. You know, just brand new kid, freshman, never played. You know, that's a good idea to go with him. And then after I saw the way Trey had played the first two rounds, I thought, well, even though Trey's played some college golf, I, he's struggling right now. Maybe I could go help him kind of right the ship. And, and my assistant coach, Mikel, I sent him last week with Luke Dossie because they had really good experience together at College Station last year. So you yeah. figure Johnny's playing great, Mark is playing great, and he's a senior. Uh, maybe you just kind of pick and choose on the others, but Luke seemed a perfect uh, fit for Mikel this past week. So you just kind of go back and forth. If somebody's struggling, if somebody's young, if somebody's never played, or like with Johnny, I would, after I finished with uh, – Drew or Trey each round, they both teed off first every day that I went out. I would go back and catch Johnny on 15 uh, tee box and just watch Johnny all the way to the clubhouse. Uh, he was playing well, and yesterday I really wanted to watch him just because he was near the lead, and I thought yeah. it would be see, good to see how he did that with that. And I guess you're allowed to read some of the putts for the guys and, and that kind of thing, right? I mean, you can. You bet. The, the coaches you bet. can do that, yeah. I saw I, Johnny made a birdie on seven or eight, and I was up behind a tree. I had a really good look at it, but but I I resisted any urge. Uh, by the way, coach, I did not help him any with the read, but I, I did have a very <laughs> good look at the putt. But uh, he did he did go ahead and make it. It's funny, isn't it? Sometimes when there's just a smattering of people out there, I saw him hit his approach, and I thought, well, I didn't hear anybody clap. Like, you know, it's just funny. I got up there, and I'm like. He's five feet for like, how did those guys not clap up there? I almost got mad at them. I'm like, how are we not clapping <laughs> for shots like that? It's just kind of, it's, but you know, sometimes it's like coaches and all, and you know, that maybe they don't clap. I don't know, but I kind of, I, I get excited for the guys. All right. Well, listen, fun talking to you. And uh, what's the next big event? Let let everybody know. Uh, we finished the round yesterday and flew up to Chicago, got up here late last night. And we played a practice round today for Olympia Field which quite frankly is one of my favorite places in the entire world. It's an unbelievable test of golf. Uh, It'll test your tee shots, your approach shots. Uh, The putting is really taxed. If you get above the hole, if you go over these greens, 
mean, there's just so many great things that test, and it tests your ability once out of position to get back in position without getting greedy. This this golf course hates a hero. I'm telling you, hates a hero. It wants the guy that uses his brain, gets back in position, and uh, and makes a bogey instead of a double or a triple. Man, okay, so I will never play this course. <laughs> yeah, you should not do it, Matt. Don't get near this place. I'll be trying to do everything possible. All right. Well, y'all have fun, and uh, we will. Uh, we'll be. We'll keep be keeping a close eye on things. What a cool. What a great place to be. And um, mm. and I, uh, man, I'm jealous. Uh, and I imagine the weather's starting to break. Wind may come in a little bit off the lake there, but what a fun place right off Lake Michigan there. Have a great time, Coach. All right, Matt. Thanks so much for having me on.